So in case you missed it, on the last episode of Brown Coffee Black Tea, we spent some time catching up with our good sis Taylor. Now we often have in-depth discussions about relationships or love interests, new music we've been vibing to, recent life lessons we've learned, everything basically. And Taylor always brings a word. But baby, that episode 11 conversation was not for the faint of heart. Tune in to hear us take that baggage talk a step further and get real about parts of ourselves that needed to be addressed. Episode 12 is up next, and honestly, it's the blessings and positivity for me. Y'all check it out. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Brown Coffee Black Tea. It's your girl Ty. Hey y'all, it's your girl Sabria. And we have a lot to talk about today. A lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just start by saying that this was such an impromptu call. So you may not know, but Ty and I typically record our episodes on the weekend. Typically on Saturday mornings, like 9 o'clock, or Sundays, depending on whether or not we have a guest. So, um, yeah, this was definitely like <laughs> unexpected call. But, of course, Ty and I talk all the time. And we were just like, there's been a lot going on, a lot happening in our lives. And we might as well jump on Ringer and record that yes because saturday just is too fast. yes so here we are uh, <laughs> so one thing that we have been talking a lot about this week um is kind of how things all come together um i think we always hear the the phrase um trust your journey or trust the process and i don't think well i definitely won't say that that would be an exaggeration. Um, but this week has really proved that um, sometimes you really do have to trust the process. So yeah, this week, um, there has been a lot that has just happened to really um, reiterate the phrase that, you know, a lot of people say, like, trust the process, or you just have to trust your journey. And obviously, that's a lot easier said than done because sometimes when you're in the midst of it you just cannot see the other end um and I mean I, I I think about that even as we're going through the pandemic of 2020 right like Sabria how many things that you have planned for 2020 and are like are those things happening have they shifted like uh I mean where do I start <laughs> First of all, I had some big summer plans. Not for real, for real, but for real. For right. Real. I was like in the process of, you know, getting my little summer body together, whatever that was. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> ready to plan some parties, have some cookouts. Yeah. Because I knew that this would be the year when a lot of people would be leaving DC anyway, just because. A lot of my friends had gotten new jobs. People are moving back home. You know, different plans were coming up. So this was going to be the, like, epic 
let's do 2018 summer over again yes please and baby COVID said, <laughs> you can go ahead and sit down <laughs> in the house. Yes. So, yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah, I, there was just so much that I wanted to do for 2020 in general, but especially the summer. I was like, oh, I'm going to be out this summer. Like, whatever out meant, I don't know, but I was going to be out <laughs> eating brunch. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, I have never so badly in my life wanted to be at somebody's brunch mimosa wasted and then add an additional two shots of tequila mm. <laughs> did i lose you <laughs> actually i feel that i feel that initially when you said shots i was like oh i can't but <laughs> in the right yes okay. yes a good party brunch where the vibes are lit like yeah um, but all of that to say, like, obviously COVID had something different planned for us, but I really do feel like, I really do feel like that by the end of 2020, and I think we may have said this on another episode or maybe just to ourselves, but I really think by the end of 2020 that we're going to see that this year gave us, um, some of the things that we needed, um, some of the things that we asked for. And didn't necessarily or weren't necessarily able to see it in the midst of it. Um, I just really think it's going to be exactly what we needed in some ways. And I say that because thinking about like the last five years of my life, <laughs> everything that I thought I didn't want to do, everything that I thought wasn't happening the way that it was supposed to. Mind y'all, remember, I've told y'all I got control issues. I am a planner down to the detail, every single detail of my life. I'm a planner. I, I'd be like, mm, so this is what I'm going to do on year five in New York City. I'm going to move to this place, this location. This is what I'm going to do. This is the job I'm going to have. This is where I'm going to be doing this day job. None of it ever works out that way, right? So I kind of got out of planning my life, but um, or planning my life in, in that great detail, I guess I'll say. Um, but I feel like I can say that this year will end up giving us what we needed because I've seen that happen in the past. Like, you know, I was sharing, um, with Sabria earlier, I, I never had any intentions whatsoever to move to New York. None. When I applied to Global Health Corps, I applied to two places in Zambia and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll apply to one place in the States just in case. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all this. Looking at how the first couple of months in New York went during my fellowship, I would have came home if I was in Zambia. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, <laughs> and not because without, a, without doubt, a, doubt, a doubt, without a doubt, and not because not because I wouldn't have been able to handle um, the stress of being in another country. Um, I think that part would have been fine. However, the first couple of months of my fellowship, it wasn't New York that I hated. It was the fellowship that I hated. <laughs> and I think that what was helpful for me is that that year I had a lot of reasons to come home, weddings, celebrations, all of these things. So I was, I was able to see my friends and family I won't say all the time, but more frequently than I would have been able to had I been in Zambia for a year. And so I had no intentions whatsoever to move to New York City. 
But when I tell you that I'm so grateful for Global Health Corps, <laughs> because moving to New York City ended up being one of the best things that I could have done for my life and my career, because now I'm in a point in my career where like I'm presenting at conferences and stuff. And speaking of a conference, Sabria, I was on um, the Ryan White conference yesterday. So I had my first presentation with them yesterday and while we we're waiting, um, all the participants and the speakers had to log on to the Zoom call 20 minutes earlier. So we're waiting and then they finally start to let um, they finally start to let the, the participants um, who want to view the session in. And lo and behold, one of my professors from grad school wrote me and Kachina was my sexual health educate education teacher. So she is the first person who even got me into sexual health to begin with. Um, she was the person who recommended the first job that I had in sexual health to me at BAO. Um, and so she wrote me and she was just like, you know, I'm so proud of you. I was so excited to see your name um, in the Ryan White booklet um, to see that you were on a couple of presentations. That's so awesome. And then she mentioned another woman who I had presented for while I was in her class. Um, she was like, you know, we're both here supporting you. We both send our love. Um, and I was just like, wow, things really do come full circle. Mm -hmm. The fact that she was even on that call and it's is wild. wild. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I guess it didn't like Ryan White is a national conference. Um, but I guess it just didn't like dawn on me that, oh, some of my old colleagues from Alabama could be on this call. But she was on that call and that was a moment for me where I was just like, things really do come full circle. And it kind of solidified that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because going into grad school, I had no intentions on even studying sexual health, studying HIV. I didn't want to do any of that. I didn't like, I was like, I'm going to study childhood obesity. And if I don't do that, then I'm going to do drugs and alcohol. And then lo and behold, I was doing sexual health. So that was a moment where like, everything just kind of came full circle for me as well so yeah like all of that to say is that like right like and so all of that to say is that like things both of those things I had no intention of doing and now here it is and it's working out you know it's literally working out for my good I don't know what I was expecting when you said earlier that you had something to tell me but that is so crazy and also, like, how you know, this is the stuff that you cannot make up. <laughs> um, and it's so crazy because I think that, like, we often have those moments where we're like, I know I said I had X, Y, and Z planned, but this whole other thing that I never even imagined came up, and it's actually what I need to be doing. Right. Like, it's actually the right thing for right now. But, no, it really is just crazy how, like, you can make all these plans and this completely unexpected opportunity change transition comes up and it ends up being exactly what you were supposed to be doing and I don't know for me that is always wild and I don't know why I'm always surprised by those things in life like it's never happened before but every single time I feel like I'm calling you Tyler I'm calling my friends like y'all guess what this thing happened that I never even imagined could happen and this is what I'm doing now so maybe I mentioned before, not sure, but, um, you know, as you were sharing your story time, thinking about the past five years, I'm like, okay, 2017, I was in the Virgin Islands working for the CDC. 
and honestly thinking that I was going to be living there for two years. Um, that was my plan. I packed my suitcases, somehow found housing, like fully moved to the Virgin Islands. And yeah, um, <laughs> never had I an idea or just a thought at all um, about D.C., about moving back to the States before those two years were up. And so, of course, with different circumstances that came up, I was able to relocate. But, like, still did not know what to expect from even moving to D.C., leaving starting with the National Park Service. But fast forward to now, like, there are just so many unimaginable, like, almost unexplainable things that have happened that I really just could have never planned. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was, and maybe I've mentioned it before on one of the episodes, but actually last year I was a part of a creative team of people that I worked with, people that I got to know during the park service, and we created a film to actually honor and recognize 400 years of African-American experience um, as part of the commission efforts for the government. And so last year we like traveled across the country we're filming like i'm doing like real life movie producer right <laughs> with no experience at all like no experience at all had not shot a movie had not done any sort of editing none of that kind of stuff but this like really cool opportunity came up and that's just like one thing that i would have never expected but it's starting to open those doors that i would say are just like unimaginable like I could have never pieced those things together I it was never thought in my mind um I'll probably give some updates <laughs> as it gets closer to time for one of the opportunities but I will just say like one thing that I think I've learned even with that project and throughout this process is that there will be people that won't always get it that won't always support you that honestly like won't won't come through won't follow through with the things that they said that they would do as it pertains to your work but your job is just to continue to do that work whatever that work looks like for you and I think with the film it's like there were a lot of people that were like oh you know we support this but we're gonna make it very difficult for you or we actually think that this project you know is racist and it's not, you know, supportive of the ideals that we have, whatever, whatever. But like I said, fast forward to now, unexpected opportunities. We have outside organizations like Adobe, just to mention, who has seen this work and is like, oh, yeah, we're going to get behind this. And in fact, we'll have a key person, VP of Education, um, speak about the project because she's so moved by it. And with that, there will be other opportunities that will come about in which you will have the platform to talk about your work and to talk about the project and talk about what it means to be able to share your story and the stories of others. So, and honestly, I think it's like this year and the moments that we're talking about really just reminds me that and this is for me, and Ty and I have had this conversation a lot, 
but just reminds me that like someone bigger <laughs> is in control of it all like God is really working things are in alignment and they are working out in the way that mm-hmm. they're supposed to and we may not see that full plan but it all is there and it's all like coming into view like I mentioned and I can just be honest like and we talked about it before but like I have I have been struggling with my own personal journey um as it relates to spirituality and just like trying to determine where I am now, trying to determine like what my walk Mm -hmm. looks like. And these are the moments that are just like reassuring to me. Like you may not always get it right. Like you say, you may not always like pray or do all the things that you're like, quote unquote, supposed to do. But somebody listen. And and it's also just a reminder that, like, there's no, I don't have to be this perfect person. I don't have to, like, do everything right. In fact, there's nothing that I can do, you know, to actually earn, like, blessings, to be, to be, um, worthy of the the blessings that come into my life. But I am just grateful because I'm just like, listen. I couldn't have worked this out if I tried. That just brings up like a couple of things for me because I'm just like, regardless of what God you pray to, if you pray to a God, whatever it is that you believe in, maybe it's the universe, fine. But, you know, we've always heard the saying like, what what is for you is for you. Um, but I also like taking it a step further is like, what is for you is for you when it is supposed to be for you, but it will literally never miss you. If it's supposed to be for you, you're going to have it. Um, you know, our profile, Vic, she has her um, her mantra that you can't fuck up your destiny. And you literally can't because what is for you is going to be for you. It will not miss you. It will not run away. You might not get it when you want it, but it'll definitely be for you if it's supposed to be for you. And then there was something else that you said. Um, there was something that you said earlier when you were talking about your time in, in the Virgin Islands and how you, it wasn't even a thought that you would be anywhere else but the Virgin Islands for two years. But something that I also wanted to bring up, you ain't going to talk about it and pat yourself on the back. I'm going to do it for you. Anyway, um, <laughs> the fact that you were so open to change, right? And I think that is... I, I think I think in anything that you planned, um, in anything that is happening around you, you have to be willing to be open um, to any type of change. Like, think about it. When you go on an interview, a lot of times they ask you, like, if you're flexible or like, you know, are you adaptable? Um, and most times, you know, whether we are or we aren't, <laughs> we're going to be like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sure. Like I I adapt to change very well. Fine. Um, But the reality of it is, is that most times we don't most. And that just, that's just our nature, right? Like we don't, some people adapt very well to change. I know a few people who just like roll with the punches. I think these days I'm better with rolling in the punches than I've been in the past. But 
I think there's something yeah. very important um, to highlight about your journey from the Virgin Islands to DC is that you were very open. So yeah, it was crazy. And I can remember us being on the phone during that time, like, what the hell? Like, this was not how it was supposed to be. <laughs> you were supposed to be in the Virgin Islands. Yeah. But how long were you even there before you moved to DC? What, four months? I was there. I was there for three months. So the program actually started in October of 2017 but we didn't actually go and Deanna shout out to Deanna like bruh that was my <laughs> role dog like friends for life yeah. we got through it together but we didn't actually go until November of that year and then we uh relocated to DC Feb like the beginning of February end of January so yeah cray I mean crazy there were definitely some good parts about it like it was definitely great being able to experience island life island life um wonderful restaurants but it's just like when you know or you have a specific mission or job you're supposed to do and you're not able to do it yeah. it throws everything off like that wasn't vacation and so <laughs> everything about the situation was just kind of thrown off because we weren't able to actually do the work that we we're supposed to be doing. Um, but <laughs> thank you for pointing that out, Ty, because I think because of that experience, I am able to be much more flexible when other things happen in life. Because I'm just like, I moved my entire life right. to an island and right. it didn't work out. <laughs> And then I moved to D.C. with shorts and a T-shirt, not really, but truly island clothes in winter, in February, in D.C. And didn't have a place to live. Like, thankfully, we were put up in a hotel. I had two weeks to find a house, but I didn't. So I literally bounced around Airbnbs while starting a new job. And so it's just like, I don't think that I would have been able to fully do that and remain sane if it were not for that experience in the Virgin Islands. And even just leaning into the fact that, like, that wasn't even my yes. plan. Like, when I applied for the program, I'm like, oh, I'm surely going <laughs> to New York. Like, baby, I'm going to be in New York. I'm about to be working at the health department. I'm going to be doing this, this, and this, living my little bro's New York <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> And no, like, it didn't happen. But I will say, you know, so yesterday, again, I don't know. Every, all of my thoughts and, like, things that have been happening this week have all really led up to this episode. Um, But there is a new writer that I started following recently on Instagram. Her name is Brandy Freely. She posted a quote recently that said, you cannot live without change. So to resist it is to interrupt my revolution. And I, <laughs> I literally, I just had to take a second to just take that in. Because that is so true. And I think I mentioned this on previous episodes, just like how when we lean into that uncertainty, you know, the growth, everything that we've been looking for is there. Everything that we have needed happens on the other side of that. And this is so true with this quote. It's like when we decide to 
resist the change that is supposed to happen in our lives, we yep. stunt our own growth. And it's always uncomfortable. I mean, change, Period. change is always uncomfortable. <laughs> Whether it's a little discomfort or a lot of discomfort, like that adjustment period is always a little bit uncomfortable. But it's like if we weren't listening to ourselves, if we weren't following God's plan, like whatever you want to say, we wouldn't be here. We literally would not be here. Like, since you've moved to South Carolina, <laughs> we were talking earlier, so many Literally. Literally. So many I just... That you have been wanting and didn't even know that you wanted and needed have happened <laughs> and worked out to fuel the plan that you had all along, like... Yes, like, I... This is the the perfect, this is the perfect example of a time when I have rolled with the punches. So I think I discussed with y'all before, like making the decision to temporarily like leave New York City to come home for a while for multiple reasons. Like I wanted to come home for a while to see about my granddad, um, to see about my grandma, but also to save money because New York it was like all your money okay um so there were a lot of reasons why I wanted to come home a lot of things that I wanted to get done um and then during that time I was also up for a promotion did the interview got the promotion everything worked out got my start date so I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm officially, you know, whatever my title is. So I'm like, okay, I'm officially um, a CRS2. Come to find out two weeks after they gave me my start date is that now because I work for the city, like we have to go through, um, well, because I work for the city, we're currently on a hiring freeze, but usually that doesn't impact internal employees. And so... I got an email two weeks later that was like, oh, there's a new policy for internal employees now that has to be approved by a certain office that's in the mayor's office. All of that to say is that I was not going to get my promotion. All of that to say, let me be frank, they were not going to run your girl her money, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> they weren't trying to run me my money. Um, still not trying to run me my money um, because it's not approved yet. But you know what? I rolled with the punches. I was like, all right, it sucks, but like we're going to roll with the punches because, girl, what you going to do? Quit your job? No. So we're rolling with the punches. So then I also am in, I'm an adjunct lecturer for BMCC. Um, I figured that with the impact of COVID, usually I teach two classes every semester. Um, but I figured with the impact of COVID, I was like, you know, enrollment will probably be low because enrollment has been low over the past few semesters. Um, so I was like, I'm probably going to get one class. Hope, like praying for two, probably going to get one. I got one class. Um, they assigned this class to me, what, last week, maybe the week before last. Today, um, I received an email from the coordinator of our department. I'm in the Center of um, Ethnic Studies. And so I got um, an email from her. I gave her a call and she was like, um, yeah, so... In addition to the Friday class, there's an additional class on Saturday. And then I also wanted to touch base with you about a third class on Wednesday. She was moving so fast that I was like, wait, so you mean I got a second and now? <laughs> for me? So, these so for, me. for me. 
So I was like, uh, wait, can you start over? And so she said it again. I was like, so I'll be teaching Friday, Saturday, and now you're asking about Wednesday to clarify. And she was like, yes. So y'all, your girl will be teaching three online classes this semester. And it was just like unexpected, right? Like, you know, if I'm being frank and transparent, your girl got some credit card debt that she got to pay off that she ran up when she first moved to New York, trying to live a New York life on a fellowship salary. Um, and if you've been in a fellowship or, okay, or <laughs> if you've been, hello, <laughs> if you've been in any type of fellowship, any type of internship, something of the, something of the sorts, then you know, we don't make no money. So yes, your girl was irresponsible when she first moved to New York. Um, and ran up a few credit cards, but you know, we're all good. My bills been paid. It's fine. I'm grateful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, I wanted to pay off part of me coming home. I was like, yes, I can like pay off these credit cards. Now I can pay off these credit cards even quicker. And oh, my God, uh, thank you. I, I was literally talking to Sabria and I was just like, I can't, I couldn't have asked for this. I couldn't have made this up. But it, for me personally, you know, y'all can look at it how you want to look at it. But for me, the way I looked at it, I was like, you know what? I've really been sitting here rolling with the punches and not complaining about whatever the punches are, <laughs> how bad they might hurt, how bad they might hurt my you know, budget pockets that I had planned out for myself. Um, Cause you know, your girl didn't completely stop planning, but, um, and so, you know, but I was rolling with the punches and I was just like, so grateful for what was in the present and being present of what opportunities I did have that I was just like, you know what? I have these current opportunities. It's going to be fine. And so when she called me with that today, I remember feeling so much energy. I was just like, oh, wait, my granddaddy walked in the door. I was like, granddaddy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Listen. you know he hello because you I know he's him. a little older so sometimes he forgets the stuff that I tell him and I was like so you remember I told you that I teach at a community college and he was like yeah I was like so usually I teach two classes but now I got three and he was like what he was like you really be working I was like I really be working granddaddy I really do I really do but um I don't know. It, I I think that's that's also why I went back to like you being open because it also kind of translated into like my openness as well. Like being open to the fact that there are so many possibilities, um, even in the midst of your own plans and the things that you thought that you were going to do. There's so much. There's so many. There are so many other things that can happen if you just allow it to happen. And that's a testament to me because yeah. I hold the reins of my life very tightly, y'all. <laughs> and and when things are out or out of alignment, it usually just doesn't feel right for me. So I think being open to those new things is very is really key because change is truly inevitable. Something is always going to change, like clockwork. It's literally going to change. And I think you just got to kind of figure out like how you're going to move with it. Yeah. So one of the things that I was actually just thinking about and had to revisit um, this week as I was just reflecting on, you know, the unexpected, unimaginable things happening was a conversation that I had with Rachel. Um if y'all don't know Rachel, shout out to Rachel. Y'all should know Rachel. Period. She's amazing. Y'all, we might have to put our girl. 
Rachel's one we of might have to put her IG friends. information in the details because she'll be on the episode soon enough because she got she shit did. to say. The girl is the truth. She will. <laughs> she does. We'll definitely share that info, but met Rachel in DC like another friend for life, sister for life. But oftentimes when I have conversations with Rachel, same with Ty, when she has conversations with her, or Ajanea, shout out to Ajanea because another sister that like, <laughs> listen, every conversation is going to be a word, a sermon, a message that you didn't know you needed. So anyways, side notes. But had a conversation with Rachel and I actually took notes because I often do when I talk to her. So this was May 28, 2019. But she and I were having a conversation at the bar just talking about life changes, plans, you know, things that we wanted to do, um, things that didn't work out, you know, ways in which we're trying to change, whatever. So she mentioned to me because I was struggling with something at the time who knows but anyways Rachel says she's talking to me and basically says that when she is decisive or feels decisive about a situation whatever it is she knows that she's moving with God Mm -hmm. and I was like listen (laughs) pause this conversation So I can take a little dirty note because I'm going to need that down the line. And so I was sitting there talking to her. I'm like, wow, that is so crazy. Because if you know me, I can be very indecisive. I mean, mostly (laughs) food. Like, (laughs) don't ask me what I want to eat. Because I want to eat everything and all things. I'm always into every cuisine. It could be Thai, it could be Jamaican, Italian. I'll eat it all. Don't let me choose. Right. And I also can be very indecisive at times when it comes to the things that I want to do in life because, and I realize this now, I'm often fighting myself and what would feel authentic to achieve something that is not truly meant for me. And there are many reasons why I probably do that, why we all do that, why we choose to make decisions that are not really in alignment with who we are, what we feel. But there are times when I do that. And so as I was talking to her, I'm like, wow, yeah, no. The times when I have felt very decisive or have decided to actually lean into the uncertainty is when I have felt like I was moving in alignment with God or I was following like the truth mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be following. And so I feel like, I don't know, 2020 is just bringing that back up for me that, like, you got to talk into myself, like, you trust yourself. Go with your gut. Go with that feeling because it's not going to steer you wrong. And a lot of times, y'all, we be knowing the right things to do, whether it's situationships. uh, Let me say it again. relationships <laughs> career choices family issues whatever it is like we often know what feels like the right thing but we just choose not to do it for whatever reason holding on to things that should have been let go whatever it is but I just really see that now that like I've made 
different decisions recently. Like one for me is even going home and like saving now that I have confirmation that I can do that and just stack some coins because savings account is looking a little low. Uh, But even finally making that decision for me is like, okay, yeah, this is working out seamlessly. Like this is working out exactly how it's supposed to without stress, without headache. Yeah. And it feels right. And, you know, I'm also feeling like hopeful in a sense because there are just unexpected things happening. And I feel like there will be a lot of other things that will come up. One thing that I love that you said and that was um, the fact that like when you are decisive and you make the decision, it feels like you're moving with God. But I love the fact that you still mentioned that there was some uncertainty because you can definitely still I feel like anytime you're approaching change or anything is about to happen, you're definitely still going to feel some uncertainty. So it doesn't mean that like, it's still not going to be uncomfortable. It's still not, you're still not going to have that little anxiety moving in your chest. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Y'all remember the episode of SpongeBob where baby, I think he was trying to remember his name. Was it? And so like the little SpongeBob's in his head were so organized, you know, they had everything down to a T. But oh, then when they couldn't happens. find this man's name, they went crazy, started setting shit on fire and all of that. And sometimes I feel like my need for control be just like that. So when I think about how like the anxiety be moving in my chest, that's always what I envision, that that's how it's moving. But I, w- I will also say this, is that most times when you get on the other side of this decision or when you get through the change or when you get through the storm, I want y'all to try to remember, like, especially if you're in the middle of going through a storm now, and this is also for me, because I'm going through like little tiny storms, but I want us to always try to remember, like, what's on the other side of that? Like, think of a moment that you never thought that you were going to get over, that you never thought that you were going to get through, and think of how you felt when you were on the other end of it, like, dang, I really did get through that. I really did. It's something about that moment where you always feel really, really good. Um... Which also makes me think of a time when I'm not sure that I've talked to y'all about this. I'm not going to do it today. I talk about it at another point in detail. But there was a time when a decision had to be made for me. And had it not been made for me, I would not. I think eventually I probably would have made the decision for myself. Um, But I think it would have been a little while longer and going through some more hurtful things, more things than I had that I had to go through. And even though in that moment, I could not see it as the best decision, there was even, and you know, obviously this is me remembering now, (laughs) then, but in that moment, even though it was so painful, there was a tiny bit of me that did feel a a little bit of peace because I knew, like Sabria said, you always know. So I knew that this was exactly what I was supposed to be doing, but it was too uncomfortable for me to think about how I was going to get through it and how I was going to get on the other side of that. And now that I'm on the other side of that, I'm just like, wow, I needed that. Like I needed that change to occur because in order for that change to occur, all of, because that change occurred, all of these other things in my life have come full circle, literally full circle. The things that I said that I wanted to do, And that's the other thing about change, right? The things that you said that you wanted a lot of times never come in the way that we thought that they were supposed to come. Like, 
they don't ever happen following A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. It's usually like A, let's hit this Z real quick. Let's come back to the middle with that P. You know what I mean? It, it never goes accordingly, but it you right. literally, you usually get the things that you prayed for, the things that you manifested, the things that you said that, that you wanted. I mean, work included, right? <laughs> um, but you usually get these things and not in the way in which you thought that you were going to get them. Sometimes you ask for patience and every single nerve is tested. <laughs> in the end, in the end, you might have That's greater patience, but you better know that that nerve is going to be tested. Sometimes you ask for peace. And in order to get to peace, you got to have a little turbulence. Right. And you have to okay. do that to, in order right. to be able to get to like the true peace. So like rocking with this change, nah, it ain't easy. Yes, it sucks. But it is just so important. It is so important to have a mindset of of really expecting the unexpected. Kind of just being open to it. Just being open to the fact that, you know what? Things might not always go accordingly, but I'm going to always be getting exactly what I need. Period. I hope that y'all never listen to an episode and think that we're preaching at you. Because I promise you, I promise you, we're only sharing with you what we've learned about ourselves. And that's it. <laughs> That's it. And what we're still learning about ourselves. We're talking and so upbeat today. But truly, honestly, I can bet you there will be a time in the near future where I'm probably calling Ty upset about Hello. something and thinking there... that the world is <laughs> It happens. There was a the time. I was on the phone with Aisha the other day. I was like, girl, I probably cried six times in the past two days. Mind you, now some of it, some of it just didn't deserve no tears. Some of it didn't. I was being a little dramatic, <laughs> but <laughs> all of that to say, like, listen, these things be changing sometimes. But like, when you get on the other end of that crying, whatever this is, like, it's exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Whether it's hard, whether it's comfortable, whether it's stressful, whether it's very overwhelming, I'm exactly where I, I needed to be right now. And I also want to bring up the fact that sometimes y'all and I'm I'm gonna say this because Sabria reminded me of this today (laughs) I am okay so with my regular job at the Department of Health I'm about to be activated for the COVID response for New York City um I know that doesn't mean a lot to y'all but basically I'll be working on COVID stuff for New York um that is going to add an additional 10 hours to my work week already. Um, and then aside from that, I'm about to go from normally teaching two classes to three classes. And now all three of these classes are going to be online. Um, all things that I asked for, though, I've asked for increased responsibility. When I first got to New York, I was like, I want to teach somewhere. Got the teaching job. Then I started doing... um more classes and then more classes and more classes and so Sabria reminded me today because after I told her this she was like okay I'm gonna say this now (laughs) she was like remember that it's gonna be hard sometimes and it's gonna be stressful sometimes but remember that these are things that you have asked for and my god I told her I was like I'm so thankful for you because you knew that at some point in the next four to six weeks I'm gonna be like yo I'm so tired Yo, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, yo, I'm so this, yo, I'm so that. And it doesn't mean that you still can't feel that way. But just remembering that we literally have asked 
you know, for these blessings to come about in our lives. And so just also trying to be present in that moment, be grateful in that moment that, yeah, it's going to be stressful sometimes. It's going to be overwhelming sometimes, but this is exactly what I prayed for. And yeah, again, rolling with the rolling with the punches. Ooh, I think Joel actually has a quote or maybe he just mentioned it on his story before, but he said, Basically, like reframing. Mm-hmm. That was good. I get to do list, or I get to do things, and so, and it's not because I know there are a lot of conversations now, and I love that we're just constantly mm-hmm. evolving in terms of language and the conversations that we have as a society. But I know there are conversations talking about mm-hmm. toxic po- positivity, and you know how that can really be um, detrimental to our own mental health. But just reframing some of those things in your life to I get to do rather than I have to do or this is just, you know, another thing on my to-do list. Like, yeah, I get to have these opportunities. I get to have this job yeah. whether I like it at times or not. Like, I get to, like, move around. Yeah. I get the opportunity to save money to actually stack my coins like you know what I'm saying and so that's one thing that yeah I have to circle back to often because I definitely get into the habit of getting overwhelmed Mm. or just annoyed with things that I have to do but I asked for the I'll ask for a lot of these things I prayed for a lot of these things and so now it's like it, it's not beneficial for me to sit yeah. here and grow. I don't even think you realize how that just blessed me right here in this moment. Because um, I've been having to do, you know, having aging parents or aging grandparents for me who acted as my parents, um, it's a little rough. And, and you know, we're in that, that time and that age frame where we are having to do... Um, a little bit of the serious, like really serious life work with parents and family members. And um, that really just blessed me here in this moment that I get to um, be here with my granddad. And Fonta, another good friend of ours, um, reminded me of that a couple of weeks ago um, about how, you know, she wasn't fortunate enough to ever even meet her grandparents on either side. And so that blessed me right here in this moment again to just be like, you know, I really get to spend time with my granddad that otherwise, if not for, it's strange to say y'all, but if not for this pandemic, this is time that I would not have had with my granddad. So thank you for that. You are so welcome. Cause I think about that too. Going home. It's honestly, it's so nice to have the reset. It really is. Like I feel very fortunate for both of us. that were able to do that. Um, but I've been thinking about that a lot as well because now I really mm-hmm. have the opportunity to go home mm-hmm. and help my dad with the farm <laughs> and like really help him, um, you know, set up a website and like really help it become more profitable. And yeah. that's something I would have never been able yeah. to do. Like neither one of us yeah. was thinking about going back to the South anytime soon. And now it's like, oh, we about to be here for a couple of months. Like, And I was thinking about that too the other day. I was like, you know, we're getting to do things that we thought we would have had to permanently move home to do. Um, And now we, we, yeah, I really, 
Wow. Real, when I tell you I was thinking about this the other day, I was like, wow. honestly, I have wow. never, and hear me out here now, because I still don't plan on like staying the rest of my life in New York. But I do think that this is going to give me the reset that I need um, to go back to New York after these couple of months and probably stay for longer than I intended because the intention was to be gone this year. This was my summer to be up and out and somewhere in Atlanta or Houston. And that was it. (laughs) So, but I really think that this is giving me the reset that I need to continue to continue to be doing what I'm supposed to be, whether that is career wise, whether that is life wise, whether whatever, um, because otherwise the things that I'm getting to do now and to set up for my grandparents now, I always thought that I had to be closer to do. Um, and I really did kind of have to be closer to do it. And so this is affording me the time to be able to do that. So for that, I'm very grateful. I also don't know that we've ever, maybe we have, but Another another thing that feels full circle is that Sabrina was supposed to be in the Virgin Islands for two years. I was supposed to be in New York for one year. None. It was never in our plans to ever be as close in like geographically as we were. So I think a part oh, of the yeah, reason that I know we told y'all like how we called each other and was like, oh, we should do this and oh, we should do that and whatever. And that's how it came to be. But I also think it comes full circle because it worked out because we were four hours away from each other. I'm in New York. She's in D.C. It was easy for us to get down and back to each other if we needed to, to work on things for photo shoots, to do in-person shows, to host like our pilot events that we hosted before. So it literally comes full circle, y'all. It literally comes full circle. And sometimes you just got to sit back and think about how it came full circle. Especially for me, what I try to do sometimes when I catch myself like really complaining yeah. about something, just thinking of all the things that I have gotten to do. And and no, it, it doesn't take away yeah. the, the present moment of whatever is happening right now, but it does remind me that everything that I thought that was going to be so bad or everything, every time that I've ever felt this way in my life, it ended up working up, working out for my good. So Wow. <laughs> I got a lot that I'm not going to share with y'all. But just know I'm over here reflecting. Yeah. yeah. It's really taking, you know, we're, again, we're saying these wow. things to y'all because we've learned from them. But even in, even in us talking about it in this moment right now, it's helping me to reflect on some other things in this very moment. So, well, Ty, <laughs> with all of that, what intentions? my intention is to let go of so desperately needing to control the narrative um and that includes the narrative of my own life the narrative of those that I'm close to um and to try to continue to like roll with the punches like control what I can you know whatever else I can't then we just gotta roll with it what's the saying um God grant me the serenity, serenity right I think is it it's the serenity right? y'all know what I'm talking about <laughs> that is something that I need to continue to work on um and continue to remember um and just to know that I don't have to control this narrative because God the universe God got me like is 
I'm going to be fine. It is going to work out. What's your intention? So I had written down um, that I was thinking about the intention or one of the mm-hmm. intentions I set on episode eight um, with Joelle. So that intention was basically continuing to lean mm-hmm. into the uncertainty. Um, and one thing that he said in that episode that really stood out was the unknown is where all of the answers mm. are. Mm-hmm. And that is like a very yeah. powerful but can be a very scary thought. Because it's the yeah. unknown. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea what's next. And it's literally like the the uh, mm-hmm. perfect example of what faith is, really. Mm-hmm. Stepping out. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what, what's next. You're just stepping mm-hmm. out on faith. Taking a leap, basically. And putting the rest in God's hands, putting the rest in the universe's hands, whatever you want to say. And so that's definitely one thing I want to continue. Um, And I think also just like doing what I, doing the things that truly like Mm -hmm. please me and are truly fulfilling to me. Um, And like fully, because I know that there are moments and have been moments where I'm like, yeah, I kind of wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it my all. Or like, mm-hmm. if I had really been present, I would have done it this way. And so like, that's what mm-hmm. I want to do. Like, I just want to live. <laughs> I just want to like truly live mm-hmm. and do whatever that looks like for me in every aspect of my life. Whether it's saying what I want to say, of course I'm gonna say it in a type of way. But whether it's saying like my honest opinion, my honest whatever it is in certain situations, whether it's like if I want to take a a trip or I need some time to get away, like doing that if I have the means, like whatever it is, if I want to spend the day right. painting in a park, doing that and not letting certain things whether it's myself or external forces, like, stop me from doing that. Um, so, yeah, because I do feel like the other side mm-hmm. of that is, like, freedom and peace and all the things Ooh. that I'm probably searching for. And it's just, like, realizing that it's up to me. Like, I have the power to get to that place but I have to make the decision. Child, that's a whole nother episode of like being true to yourself. And when you're living in your truth, you living in, you living in freedom. My God, my God. Yeah. That's another topic. We're going to have to get to that. Um, mm, Yeah. Got a lot to say on that. Anyway, (laughs) y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. That being self-aware means absolutely nothing if you are not willing to do the work. And if y'all cannot tell, we are over here trying to do the work with y'all. Please believe. Please believe. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So as we always say, we've got our shit and you do too. So clean that shit up. Bye, y'all. Bye.